episode 278 for January 2014. Okay, time for what we hope to be a yearly event called the Crawlies. Chris, you're going to lead us on this one. Take it, o- take it over, buddy. Uh, thanks, Brad. Welcome to the Crawlies, the award <laughs> show where we celebrate the best of Spider-Man in 2013. I'll be your master of ceremonies, and uh, I guess that means I'm supposed to do an opening monologue, so here goes. 2013 was a superior year. Dr. Octopus sure ate up a lot of our time, like food, but also like the number. Um, wow. Okay. <laughs> so, um, so we'll get to the categories. Uh, we'll go around the horn, um, and then uh, I'll give my pick, and then I'll uh, tell you who the our listeners voted for. You know, our, uh, our our illustrious listeners will uh, decide the uh, the official uh, awards. You know, those are the ones that count. <laughs> so, uh, category one is lead character. A, a lot of things go into making a story great, but the you know a story really is only as good as its lead character. Um, so why don't we lead off with Brad? Who is your favorite lead character? I'm going with Ultimate Spider-Man Miles Morales is my favorite lead character of 2013. Oh yeah, um, I think what we could do is just give a little um, reasoning, like not not a big long discussion, but just sort of. Do you have uh, what did you like about Miles? You know, I, I like that he, he uh, hung up the webs. I mean, Spider-Man's done that several times, but he hung them up and meant it. He, there was a little bit of time went by. He got a little bit older. Um, his conflict with his dad, uh, the meeting of Cloak and Dagger, I, and I love the Gwen Stacy scene in the, uh, in the restaurant. His mom kind of died. His mom died. I mean, a lot happened to this character who's fairly new. And I like what's going on with Miles more than I do Peter Puss. And I think it's better written, too. So that's why he's my, he's my number one favorite lead character this year. Yeah, I actually read um, the entire series of Ultimate Miles, that, what it's called, Ultimate Comic Spider-Man, uh, this month. I, I, I hadn't read it before. Um, and I agree with you to the sounds good. It's not who I'm picking, but I definitely think that's a great choice. Uh, Kevin. Uh, I also chose Ultimate Spider-Man Miles Morales. Uh, I think wow. I think Miles has become a very, uh, really inspiring character in his heroism. Uh, he's he's faced a lot of adversity this year, um, again with you know that death and and all that stuff hanging around him, and just kind of watching him come back. Um, you know, he didn't just jump right back into it. He really had to be coaxed back and see why he had to come back. And, you know, and then at the end of 2013, we see how he reacts to his world ending. And just the the way he handles that and faces that with, I have no idea what to do, but I have to do something, is, is a really great statement on heroism, the likes of which I don't think we're seeing from any of the other main characters right now. All what right. Kevin said. The <laughs> uh, Don. Hat trick. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right. I'm also choosing Miles Morales only because he's a brother. No, that's not true. <laughs> as as uh, Randy's friend Josh would say, he's a, he's a, he has a lot of soul. Um, I was actually I was actually I actually jumped into, jumped into this going to say Miguel O'Hara, but I guess you, you can't really call him a, a lead character. He was just kind of a, a Deuteronomist during that storyline. Um, I might get into a bit more of my explanation with other categories, <clears throat> but for the char- character-wise, I mean, I, honestly, Miles Morales is everything I was hoping that he, he would be uh, when first announced. He is fresh while still being similar as a Spider-Man character. Um, he's totally, uh, and he's original in personality, um, and he just he just totally succeeds at what Bendis is trying to do with the character. And it's one of the best character successions I've seen ever. And, um, like, I've not read an issue that I've not, like, really liked, honestly. Like, you know, I've liked some more than others. But, like, Miles is legitimately, like, he he's a great, he's the best Spider-Man character that's not in the Spider-Man comic, if you know what I mean. Okay. So, uh, JR, of the many titles you are reading, which has your favorite <laughs> lead character? As he says, with sarcasm dripping from his mouth there. <laughs> Well, of course, since I've only been reading Superior, uh, if, 
in fact, I, on some of these, I'm just going to have to go in flat or not applicable because I, I don't have any alternatives. But I mean, that's fair. Again, if, if you don't like anything that you've read in a category, you can say not applicable. That's fine. Yeah. But, but uh, I, I do kind of like uh, I do I do like uh, Otto as Spider Man. Uh, I've, I've I've enjoyed the fact that he's wrestling with trying to do the right thing, but he's still doing it in an, he's still doing it very much uh, as Otto Octavius as opposed to Peter Parker. The arrogance is still there, the ego is still there, the, the smugness uh and uh, you know it's it's kind of fun to watch him slowly you know, but I I think what's happening, he's slowly starting to lose his grip. And I kind of uh, I'm I'm kind of enjoying that happen happening, but uh I, I would have to say Otto is Spider Man. Great. Uh, Josh? Okay. Favorite lead character is um, Otto Leonard Nimoy, Gunther Octavius. Um, it's it's really... It, I'm going to get a lot of flack from this from some people. Like, But he's a rapist, and he's a murderer. And like, the point is, it's interesting what he's doing. I'm not saying that he isn't a villain. I'm not saying that he's superior to Peter. And I'm not saying that, you know, Peter deserved to die so that Otto could take over. I'm saying... It's an interesting setup, it's an interesting premises, and we've gotten a lot of exploration as Dr. Octopus, of Dr. Octopus's psyche during this, and seeing how he's reacting to things in Peter's world. Um, it's, it's like a car wreck, you can't look away. Cool. Um, I, I agree with uh, uh, Josh and JR. It, my, my choice is, uh, is Otto Octavius, a.k.a. Spider-Man Puss. And uh, I think it's pretty impressive that Slot got a, a year's worth of stories out of Doc Ock. And I, I rarely, at times I did, but I rarely felt like they were running out of new new things to do with him. Um, so the listeners' picks, though, the big, uh, the big reveal, who did they agree with? They went with, by a very slim margin, beating Doc Ock by just a, the narrowest of possible margins. They went with Miles Morales. Hey! You know, the ultimate right. Spider-Man. There's a literal tiebreaker. Um, we were split three to three. That <laughs> was. Yeah. That's yeah. yeah. Well, the next category is a supporting character. Uh, as I said, a, a story is only as good as its lead character, but a lead character is only as good as the other characters that support him. <laughs> um, let's start this one off with uh, Josh, since he went oh. off last time. I really wish that you hadn't started off with me, okay? <laughs> because I think I think I think people are going to get mad at me for this, but I racked my brain for this, and ultimately I had to do my go-to answer, which was um, the physical therapist of the year, Shashan. She's had an interesting. Well, here she's had an interesting journey this year. You know, earlier this year she was an African American woman, and then the next time you see her, she's Vietnamese again. Now that. That is a journey that one does not take lightly, you know? Like, how many people do you know in fiction who change race just like that? I mean, she's got her own story going on behind the scenes that we can't even fathom. I mean... She was only in one scene this year, wasn't she? Well, no, no, she was in two issues. Otherwise, she was in two issues. And in one, you know... And and here's the thing, you know, without her... All of, you know, Otto's love, ex-love interest, you know, would not be healthy because he's helping all of Otto's exes get healthy. She's helping Aunt May with her physical therapy. She's helping Stunner with her physical therapy. <laughs> so that truly is a supporting character because she's supporting yeah. Otto by supporting the loves of his life. So I stand by my answer. Damn you, Bertone. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, how about uh, let's jump to Jr. Uh well, I didn't have too many, much to choose from, but I, w- I guess I would have to say uh, probably uh, Doc Ock's uh, little squeeze, Anna Maria Marconi. <laughs> um, mostly because I, I'm really surprised that, the, that you know, you, you figure that they, they couldn't resist giving Doc a girlfriend, but they, they did something different with it. They didn't give it, they didn't give us the typical, uh, typical girlfriend. I mean, they gave us somebody who was who was truly different, uh, both physically and intellectually, uh, and um, so I think uh, you know. And, and she brings, and you know, she kind of brings out the best in Doc sometimes, which is is, is nice to see as a contrast to him shooting massacre in the face and, and other things. So uh, I'm going to go with Anna Maria. 
John. Uh, Jr. said it. Anna Maria Marconi. Um, <clears throat> like he like he said, she, she's a great take on a love interest because she's not typical. Um, she's not she's not a reporter or anything. Uh, she's a scientist, but she's not like a super scientist until uh, the last issue. And um, honestly, like I think that like as a new character, Sod's done no wrong with her. Um, pretty much. I mean, I, I've never gotten tired of her and I've gotten annoyed with her. And I, I enjoy her inclusion. And honestly, I hope she doesn't go away when Peter comes back. So I, I really enjoy Anna Maria Marconi. Kevin. I went with Ultimate Spider-Woman. Um, I promise not all Ooh. my awards go to the Ultimate, but that's <laughs> two in a row. Um, I've always been fascinated by her character being a female clone of Peter Parker, somebody that remembers you know, Peter Parker's whole life, but is intrinsically different from him. Um, and it's much more interesting now that we're in a world where Peter Parker is dead, and very publicly dead, and respected, and, and well-remembered, and we have this new Spider-Man, and she hasn't tried to uh, assert control or anything like that by being someone who remembers being Peter Parker, um, but she has truly supported him in, in the supporting character role. She brought him back into being Spider-Man. She explained why it was important. Uh, we're seeing her in Cataclysm right now, just kind of helping him through this whole thing, and I think she's a really great character, and she's filling a great role there. Brad? All right, this person, uh, it w- this one was my hardest category, uh, but I came up with someone nobody mentioned. Uh, Ghost Peter. Ghost <laughs> Peter Parker. He used to be the lead. Now he's he's the supporting cast of his own damn book. Uh, Ghost he, he Peter. Was, he was crazy town banana pants. <laughs> he was. He was. And uh, the poor guy, I mean, he, he uh, was in the first part of the year, then he disappeared, and then he pulled up some rubble towards the end of the year. So when he appears on panel, you have to look at him. You have to root for him. So Ghost Peter is my vote. Poor guy had to watch Dr. Octopus think about his wife. Exactly. Poor guy. (laughs) Um, My pick was actually a last-minute decision change. Um, Based on the strength of Superior Foes number seven, my choice is going to be Janice the Beetle. Um, And I, I really enjoyed her origin story, and I feel like even though of the characters in Superior Foes of Spider-Man, she is the least over-the-top zany in her humor, um, the, the sort of apathetic attitude that she has complements the other characters and enhances the comedy. So um, that makes her a great supporting character in my book. The listeners went with Anna Maria Marconi. She did, uh, she did not come up short in votes. Um, but up category... Up, but up, uh... <laughs> category three will be best new character and this is my favorite category because I think it um, is important to add to the universe rather than always sort of um, resting on the laurels of the, the 60s characters um, so let's start with Don uh, it's going to be even shorter because it's a repeat of my last choice Anna Maria Marconi although again for new character as I mentioned before inducting a new person to the Spider-Man mythos and hoping that she stays around because I think this is the first time uh, since maybe Puck where we've had uh, somebody, you know, of a physical uh, deficiency, you know, be treated with respect and written well as a personality. I mean, you know, her height status doesn't define her. And, you know, we're interested to see where she goes. Um, She's horribly victimized by Ock in a very weird way. And um, essentially every, every time she's in the care, every time she's in the comic, uh, I'm interested to see what's, what's going on. So that's, that's a great new thing for a new character to do. So Anna Maria, again. Man. Chris. Um, Kevin. Okay. This this might surprise you, but I'm going to give an award uh, to the Venom book. Uh, I'm, my favorite new character is Mania. Huh. No way. Yeah. Really? Yeah. There were not a wealth of new characters this year. There were only a couple. It's basically, it's basically Anna Maria and Mania. Um, but I, I actually quite enjoyed the appearances of that character. I thought uh, when when Cullen Bunn created her, it brought up the quality of the entire book. Um, and I think she has possible potential, although I worry that she's got that uh, devil mark crap story hanging over her head now. Um, but either way, I thought she was a solid new character. I enjoyed her, and it, it really says something when you can improve my enjoyment of that book. Um, how about you, Brad? Who's your favorite new character? You know, I'm, I'm, I, I 
put a name down, but I think she might have been introduced before 2013, but I'm going to say it anyway because she was flushed out in 2013. The new female Beatles, my favorite new character this year. Yeah, I, um, I, I, I will just note that when um, listeners emailed that choice and I had to remind them that she actually debuted in 2010. Okay. Um, but <laughs> she became a good character in 2013. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Do you want to say anything else about her? Uh, no, I just love that uh, Tombstone is her daddy. I just love mm-hmm. that Superior uh, Foes issue. And it was the last Spider Book of 2013, was it not? It was. It was. Yeah. And it uh, just knocked it out of the park. And it just. Uh, I, I, I knew nothing about the female Beetle. Um, but the, her origin was just awesome. So. All right, let's let's go to Jr. Um, well, I'd have to uh, go with Anna Maria again for best new character for reasons that have been already specified. All right, Josh. Best new character. Okay, this was hard for me. I put Anna Maria, but it was for I almost want to say Na because I I put her down because I didn't want to put nobody. I didn't like Mania. Um, and of all the other characters in Superior, nobody was really fleshed out. Like, you know, what are we going to say, Dr. Lamaze, you know, or something? Like, <laughs> Anna Marie was the most fleshed out new character. But to be honest, like, I don't hate her, but she doesn't particularly wow me either. This is a great victory speech for Anna Maria Marconi right here. Yeah, yeah you're, being very, 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 you're being very lukewarm. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with uh, Anna Maria. Um, I think the relationship between her and Otto is very interesting. And by a huge degree, the listeners went with Anna Maria as well for their favorite new character. Um, the, uh, cool. the next uh, category is best villain. Uh, why don't we start with Kevin this time? All right. Um, he did not have a whole lot of panel time in 2013, but I think the Owl came off as the best villain of the year. Ah. Uh, for his just one scene in Superior Foes is all it took to give him best villain of the year for me. Um, that was the beginning of Superior Foes number five. Uh, we all remember, you know, the the menacing speech, including Brad's favorite man bull bit. <laughs> so yeah, the Owl takes Love it for me the on just a little, just a little bit of page space. He got it. Yeah. Um, JR? Uh, well, uh, based on my vast reading, I'd, uh, I'd have to go with probably the Phil Urich Hobgoblin. Because um, mm. I always, I've always, uh, I thought it was interesting to have a goblin that wasn't, uh, uh, that wasn't too dissimilar from, from Peter in age. And this Hobgoblin, you know, in addition to using his powers and abilities to steal money, he also uses them to, to peep on girls. Which, I mean, you know, if you're a supervillain, you know, uh, you know, he, 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 you know, I thought that was completely natural. I mean, you know, if you've got if you've got superpowers, you know, of course you would probably use it for purient interest. So, uh, and uh, so I, I kind of like uh, I kind of like the Phil Hobgoblin. Um, Brad, how about you? I think in fifty years, this is the best that the villain has ever the spotlight the villain has ever had is Doc Ock. I think Doc Ock has shined in 2013 as he potentially has he has the potential to knock Norman off as the number one Spider-Man villain. I think Doc Ock had the best year. Let's go to Josh. I have the same answer as Brad, and basically, if you had to ask my reasoning, just cut and paste that speech I gave for best lead character. The best lead <laughs> character was also our best villain. Yeah, true. There are a lot of villain lead characters in this this year. Um, how about uh, Don? I was actually going to ask uh, in the middle of the show if I was if I was able to choose Doctor Octopus because in your your mind's mm-hmm. very well, he's being a hero or villain. And since uh, the last two people said Doc Ock, that's clearly a choice. So I'm going to switch my last one and choose the best villain is the Man Bull for what he did. <laughs> I love the man bull answer. That's awesome. I almost said that too. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I, I'm not. I don't really make judgments about what qualifies as a villain. Um, what one of the listeners, and I'm not going to name names because it's kind of a secret ballot. They can take credit for it on the message board if you Horn want. Sex. If you're listening to this, but one of the listeners, uh, as one of their choices, picked Aunt May as their favorite. One of their favorite villains because of the mean things she said to Anna Maria. <laughs> um, you know who you are. I <laughs> yeah, So, 
So my favorite, my favorite villain is I like Kevin. I am choosing the owl from Superior Foes of Spider-Man, and yeah. it's pretty much just basing that on the opening scene of Superior Foes number five because that managed to pull off the astonishing feat of being terrifying and hilarious at the yeah. same time. Uh, like, he's messing with the mind of this guy who's about to be eaten by rats. And at the same time, he's telling this ridiculous story about the man bull. And, like, damn, like, comics have no room to get better now. Like, you know, Nick Spencer and uh, Steve Weaver just ruined it for everyone. No doubt. Um, so did man bull, by the way. <laughs> the... Uh, the the listeners for the listeners pick many choices were thrown out there, but only one name kept coming back, uh, and that would be Boomerang. And this is probably the only this would probably be the only year in the history of uh, Spider-Man fandom where the fans' uh, favorite villain could possibly be Boomerang. <laughs> but it, it, you know, it's a valid choice. Um, so, best writer, um, comics are made out of words and pictures, and writers make the words and decide what happens. Um, JR, who is your favorite writer this year? Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, well, on that one, I'm going to have to give well, you this have, one. Well, you have two choices. I do. You have two choices. I'm going to have to give this one and not applicable because I can't, I can't give it to either one of them, to be honest. <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. I Let's uh, let's go to someone who's all who always has a nice thing to say, Brad Douglas. Oh, uh, I will go. I, I won't say those two either. I'm going to say Brian Michael Bendis on Ultimate Spider-Man. Uh, just just the character development of Miles Morales. Since he's my favorite lead character, it, it would be natural that my favorite writer is the guy who is writing the best character this year. That uh, makes the stuff with, logical sense. Stuff Stuff with his mom, stuff with his dad, the unmasking, the hanging up the webs, getting back into it with Cloak and Dagger. Just Bendis on Ultimate Spider-Man is awesome, and I hope it's not ending. Um, Don. Favorite uh, writer. Brett and I are so simpatico tonight, because I'll, I'll choose BMB as well. Um, I, I've never really had a problem with Michael ben- Brian Michael Bendis. I think that he's now achieved the status of you know a real love hate relationship with with the fan base. I know people make fun of his dialogue, and you very much can. But like, I've really loved a lot of like like ninety percent of what he's always written, and like this is no uh, exception, obviously. And um, I I just again like he he's done so much so much right with uh, this current incarnation of Ultimate Spider Man that um I gotta give it to Bendis. Yep. Uh, cool, Kevin. Um, I completely agree with the Ultimate Spider-Man love, but I have to give this one to Nick Spencer. Uh, he he oh, yes. took a book that should have been a, a bottom-of-the-barrel piece of crap that belongs nowhere but a 25-cent bin and turned it into mm-hmm. something I'm giving an A-plus to you know, more months than I'm not, and the months I'm not is still an A. Um, he, he's, you know, he's taken these low-tier characters and made them stars of a book that I want to read every month, and, and more than every month if possible. You know, give it to me every two weeks, I'm still good. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's chock full of humor. Um, it's, all, it's also got some, some decent drama, and well, not drama is not what I'm trying to say, but it's, it's so convoluted in its, uh, in its plot. So many twists and turns, like, you know, any good heist movie, something like that. And I just think it's, it's an incredible feat of writing that he could make this book that good. Yep. Josh Bertoni. Uh Brian Michael Bendis, um, Ultimate was really, really good this year. Um, I didn't like the Cloak and Dagger stuff, but the stuff with Miles right before and right after the time skip was really engaging. And he gets bonus points, because even though the Betty Brandt dies issue was technically in 2012, otherwise that would have been my <laughs> issue of the year. Um, he still had, after Betty's death, people talking about how horrible she was, you know, throughout it. So if you're gonna pa- if you're gonna pander to me, you know, I'll I'll vote for you in the Crawleys. <laughs> that looks right. awesome, delicious. So my my choice is uh, is also Nick Spencer, like Kevin's, um, and we know by his comment in our comment section that Steve Weaver also contributes to the plotting uh, to some extent. So. You know, to whatever whatever part of that credit goes to him, he gets it too from me. Um, the listeners, uh, for the listeners' pick, I um, I wrote a poem 
It's a, it's a limerick. Um, <laughs> his Twitter is a necessary fan spot, uh, and he wowed us with his superior Spider-Man plot. Um, unfortunately, he's, he's not a big fan of our site, but our listeners feel no spite because their favorite writer is Dan Slott. Um, oh, that's sweet. <laughs> the, next, uh, the next category is best artist. Um, comics are made out of words and pictures, and artists do the picture part of that. Um, uh, Josh, let's start with you. Okay, um, what was the category again? Best artist. You, um, my chat broke up for a second. Best artist. Okay. I put down Ryan Stegman, um, or as I like to call him, you know, not Ramos after that Superior 9 review. <laughs> um, I am not very articulate when it comes to describing what I like and don't like about art, but um, basically, it's. I mean, you, you don't have to look any further than some of the art that he did, and the. God damn it, a pop up just came on my computer. And it's really loud. Okay, I muted it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, <laughs> the pop-up gets a crawly. <laughs> I really couldn't concentrate. I really, I really couldn't concentrate because of that loud pop-up. But you have to look no further than the Spider-Man 2099 arc and just some of the some of the stuff in there. Um, he draws Spider-Man, you know, body language really well, like the way that Spider-Man stands and uh, swings and stuff. Again, I'm not articulate with art, so let's move on to the next person. <laughs> All right, someone who is articulate with art, um, Donovan. Um, <laughs> that's, that's very nice. What do you think? Your best artist. Uh, tread you tread lightly. <laughs> <laughs> put, the, put the gun down. <laughs> no. Do you think it's going to be Humberto Ramos? No, I don't, I don't know who it is. I'm just no. joking around. I think the I think the listeners will be Humberto Ramos, but go ahead. actually my that's best. An, that's an interesting position. I I, get, I nominate for the Crawley's best artist Antonio Fabella, who is a colorist. Ooh, I'm glad you did that. Yeah, because I, I saw your, your stipulation said you could include anything, be it penciler, inker, colorist, and he, the moment he stepped on the book, my eyes instantly recognized it. He made that boring uh, my story fun to look at. He crushed it in, like, the, uh, the Star story, and I, I immediately noticed that he came in halfway through issue 24 of the Darkest Hour story, like, and, like, I, you know, colorists, uh, I like when they're, when they're excellent, like, you know, uh, certain colors, I, I can name names without waste of time, but, like, Antonio Fabella, as an artist, and what he does is just impeccable and just incredibly uh, deft at, uh, yeah, that's me being articulate, all right. <laughs> He's good, so I like him. <laughs> <laughs> um, how about JR? Uh, I'd have to go with Ryan Stegman. Mm-hmm. Do you, do you uh, care to elaborate, or do you just uh, incorporate by reference the statements of uh, Mr. Josh? Well, I have always said that I am an extremely horrible judge of art, I just know what I like and I know what I don't. And I don't like Humberto Ramos's art, but I do like Stegman's art. Yeah, fair enough. Um, Brad Douglas. Uh, someone that hasn't been mentioned that I like, uh, David Marquez oh, yeah. on mm. Ultimate Spider-Man. Uh, specifically the scene that one of my top memories of 2013 is something he drew, so that's why I gave it to him. It was, it, Kevin helped me with the issue number. I find as I get older, and there's more issues that come out a year, I forget what number they are. Back in the 80s, I could remember 252, 300, etc. But I had to go to phone a friend on Kevin for this one, so thank you, Kevin. Uh, ultimate number 28, specifically, where Miles uh, invades Roxxon, and he's got the, the CEO at the top of the building. Oh, yeah. And uh, he's webbed him, and he... Does the guy jump off? Is that what it does, or does he throw him off there? I, I don't remember specifically. But anyway, Somewhere. the guy fall. The CEO falls off the building. He's in... Uh, Miles is in mid-conversation with Cloak and Dagger, and the guy pulls Miles off. He's like, oh, gotta go. And he just falls down <laughs> as the, the guy is webbed off the building. And I just thought, I remember that scene. It was beautifully drawn. And this year, the Crawley for me goes to David Marquez. Great. Uh, Kevin? Uh, I had to go with Ryan Stegman. Um, 
definitely for the 2099 story. Uh, that that just you know, popped right off the page. Everything he was doing with that was just gorgeous. But also, um, you know, I sometimes forget since we're 24 issues in, but the first arc of Superior Spider-Man was still in this year, and uh, Ryan Stegman did a fantastic job of starting this book off. Uh, I don't think it could have visually been done better. Although, it it was a pretty darn good year for Spider-Man art because I was gutted that I couldn't also give awards to David Marquez and Steve Lieber because they both deserve it. But Ryan Stegman has to get my top vote. Yeah, I'm with you. I kind of like regret that I can't give it to Steve Lieber because he's such an integral part of that book. But uh, Ryan Stegman takes it for me. He, he got just look no further than the, the best... Um, two-page spread, one of them I've ever seen with um, Superior Spider-Man accessing memories and the classic scenes in the back and the silhouette in the bottom. It was just unbelievably great art. Um, I, 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 I'm not so big a fan of the phone feature, though. The listeners were uh, nearly unanimous. Um, practically everybody who voted at least put this person in their top three, and that is Ryan Stegman. Uh, just the biggest blowout in this entire thing. So um, sad that we're losing him to Wolverine immediately. Yeah, that's kind of a shame. Um, at least Ray but, you know, Hopefully, hopefully we'll get some somebody just as good. I don't know. Uh, I don't know who that would be though. The uh, all right. So the next uh, category is best cover. Uh, an issue is only as good as its cover. Um, <laughs> JR, why don't we start with you? Uh, well, my favorite cover was it's probably probably some people's uh, least favorite because it's an absolutely hideous cover, but it's just so weird. Uh, it's uh, <laughs> it's superior, superior number ten, uh, where you have the. The, uh, the head of Spider-Man, and it's cut open to reveal his brain, and the brain is is that's actually know, number nine, word. by the way. Oh, it's number nine. I, uh, I, hate to, I hate to correct you, but that was number nine. Okay. Um, the, okay. Yeah, that's. I, that's I like one. that one. Yeah, that, that, that's my favorite one. It's just so it's just so ugly, but it's it's, it's strangely <laughs> it's, it's it's strangely affecting and unique. It's fascinating. Yeah. Um, Josh, I also agree with what Jr. said. Um, no, number nine was awesome. That that's like um, the it, that's the reason why we need more Marcos Martin Spider Man covers. He's a really great cover artist. I think. Um, I agree. Uh, Brad, uh, I'm going with Superior Foes of Spider Man number seven. It's by a guy I've never heard of, and it's, I, I guess he's Asian. In Hayuk Lee uh, drew it or painted it. I think it's a painted cover. It's digitally painted. And, and it's got uh, Boomerang and the crew on top of a cop car with a bunch of money and gold bars and uh, $20 bills are floating around everywhere. Boomerang's adjusting his eyepiece. Uh, the, I mean, every, it just looks beautiful. And yeah. I, I, th- I, I just love that cover. Uh, Kevin? Um, I'm sure people are going to call bias on this one, but Gabriel Delato's cover to Morbius number one, I thought was absolutely beautiful. Yep. I mean, Delato is a gorgeous. It was, it, it was in. Uh, it came out January second, just barely squeaked into eligibility. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember that image was released with the announcement of the new Morbius book, and you know that image was so uh, just dark and evocative and it, it was it's it's one of the all-time great Morbius pieces for me and it got me so excited and we won't mention how that went but that cover was phenomenal and I think Delato is just one of the great cover artists yeah um, too bad John? too bad it's inside contents well <laughs> <laughs> well, let's stay positive um John <laughs> um this this nearly came down to a, a three way tie. Uh, I was going to choose n- uh, number nineteen with like the twenty ninety nine Superior Spider Man room with all the dimension holes. I was going to choose number five where Superior Spider Man just shoots you, shot you in the face. But uh, the the clear winner was number nine with Marcos Martin where uh, 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 Dr. Octopus and Peter Parker were playing hide and seek in Spider Man's brain pattern. The moment I saw that, I was like, that is a kick ass cover. I think that's one of the best Spider Man covers of all time. I really do. Mm. And Marcos Martin, like, like, like it, huh? said, 
like you said, like he does great covers. I mean, he did great Batgirl Year One covers. I mean, he's a it's, he's a uh, premier cover artist. Yep. Um. So my my pick, I'm actually I feel like I'm agreeing with Kevin a lot, uh, and I did not read this series, but Morbius number one, um, that that cover is so iconic that it feels like it has always been around. Like it is like a defining. Mm-hmm picture of Morbius, but it has only been around for a year. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. I mean, it's like almost so shocking that that's not like a, a cover from a long time ago. It's just so ingrained in my vision of Morbius now. Um, so, for the listeners' pick, this was the closest, uh, I would say the most split category. Mm-hmm. Practically everybody had a, their own favorite. Um, and I allowed the listeners to list their second and third choices and it really counted in this category because this was decided by you know somebody had it as their first choice a few people had it as their second choice but it, it is uh, Superior Spider-Man number 9 with the brains is the, the listener's yeah. pick yeah, look at that they, they agree with JR yeah, and me they do <laughs> <laughs> alright um, the best individual Issue, or if you prefer episode, if you like the cartoon, um, just single installment. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, just single installment in whatever uh, medium you prefer. Um, you know, but to me, it's it's always comics, and and there, are, you know, some issues are very good. And let's discuss our favorite. Um, Brad, let's start with you. Um. I'm going to go with Ultimate Spider-Man number 28. It's that issue I just talked about with uh, Miles and Cloak and Dagger invading Roxxon. I, I just absolutely love that, that issue. Cool. Kevin? Uh, I'm doing Scarlet Spider number 16. Uh, this was, this Ooh, was the rodeo. Yeah, came oh, to the rodeo. rodeo. The armadillo had just lost oh. his girlfriend to a to a rodeo guy, and he comes <laughs> comes in riding on a bull, and then you get Kane bull riding, and it was it was the most fun uh, issue of that whole series. It was a really really great issue. I nice. forgot about that one. That um, one was good. Don, your favorite issue or or episode? Um, I actually just changed mine in the last like five seconds. <laughs> I was going to say uh, Ultimate Comics. Spider-Man number 23, which is part one of the whole, you know, Ultimate Spider-Man No More. But I'm actually going to go back and say it's issue 22, because that ending hit me in a way that, like, Death in Comics never do. Because Death in Comics is such a joke that, like, you knew when this, it's, it's, you knew when this happened, you knew how, how intense it was for the character in the series, where uh, his mom dies, and then, like, the next day, he wakes up, he kind of doesn't really, really remember what happens, and then, like, he remembers... Like, you know, Mom, where is she? And he remembers. And he, he just rips up his costume and says, no more, no more, no more, as, like, the time skips. And, like, that that was so uh, emotional that, like, I was like, this is this is some excellent uh, storytelling right here. So it's Ultimate Comics Spider-Man number 22. All right. Um, J.R., I know you only read Superior Spider-Man, and if I, if I count all the, the issues and specials correctly, you have uh, about 25.8 AU issues to choose from. So, <laughs> so which, which one would it be? Well, I tell you, it came down to two, and uh, it, for entirely selfish reasons, because these were the ones that I uh, did the, uh, two of the ones that I did the narration on, on the podcast, uh, and had a great deal of fun with them. Number six, where Sp- Superior Spider-Man beats up the jester in the, uh, in the uh, screw wall, or number 14, where he comes in the big ass transformer and kicks the kingpin's ass and but so I probably have to go with number fourteen, I guess, just because of one just because of the sheer amount of violence and destruction and the utter stupidity of the bald guy who's infused the kingpin's <laughs> DNA and is and, That's so ridiculous. I know. Uh, so you know, just I again I did I had a lot of fun with that story. Uh it had a lot of action and you know, I like it where you know, Otto just came in and, you know, no negotiating, you know, no uh diplomacy, no nothing. Just, you know, I'm gonna kick your ass and I'm gonna knock your house down. Uh, so a combination of that and again some of just the sheer absurdity of some of the things. Um Josh the um, along with Kevin, I picked the rodeo issue of Scarlet Spider. It's uh, Scarlet Spider was not as good this year as it was the year before and the year before that. But this 
reminded you of like you know good things about the title, like the year before where you had that drunk Santa issue. It's Scarlet Spider was a fun book, the best of Christo. Uh, Chris Yost. I almost called him Christos Yost. That's like a fusion of two different Spider-Man writers. <laughs> it's, uh... Okay. Um, so that leaves it to me. My favorite issue was the um, Man Bull. Um, Superior Foes <laughs> number, f- number 5 had that owl scene I already talked about. Uh, had Bandball, it had that insane sequence with the um, attacking the owl's lair. I, I thought it was just hilarious how they showed you the map, the layout, like a sort of hand-drawn yeah. layout of the lair first, and you think all the things on it are just visual gags, like, oh, ha, ha, they penciled in like giant scorpions and werewolves, but then they actually go through it, and it's, it's all really there. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like the owl, the owl and werewolves, and like... Um, and then, then we we got the, the coup de gras, um, the thing that just beamed joy into my soul, uh, which is that that the head of Silvermane, um, the, the, the <laughs> what we thought was the BS story from number three about like some yeah. kid like found his head and put it on a toy car and they learned about friendship together. Like <laughs> it, it turns out that was actually true. Um, or at least at least the head really is attached to a car. It's just Oh, such such a great the shocker running away with it. I yeah, just love shocker. Just the, the expression on the shocker's face. It's <laughs> or his, the expression on his mask. Really, I, I don't know. It's just <laughs> it's just perfect. Just a perfect punchline to it. To to a lot of setup. Um, the listeners' pick was uh, the um, it was a, a Superior Spider-Man number nineteen, which. Uh, which had the two-page spread by Stegman with the silhouette digging himself out of the rubble. It had Miguel O'Hara getting set up with his new story engine. It, it just had a lot of good stuff, so I, I can't um, disagree with that pick either. So the next category is the best story. Um, a, a story is only as good as it is, and uh, we will start with Josh <laughs> in that category. That's playing words. Don't start nice. with Josh. He's not here. Yeah, Josh is having problems. Um, oh, oh, there. Hey, you're back. Yeah, I'm back. I'm back. I've been off for about a minute and a half or so. My computer was being Ooh, weird. Better, bro. Uh, sorry yeah, to hear that, yeah. Josh. Are you, are you back, or do you need a second? Oh, is it my turn or something? Yeah, yeah, it's your best story. Best story. Okay, best. Oh, what was that sound? Okay, anyway. Um, that story, I put the Ultimate Spider-Man uh, Venom arc, which led into Ultimate Spider-Man No More, just that arc right before and right after the time skip um, with Miles Morales. That was some really good stuff. And once again, you know, it had the fallout to Venom killing Betty Brand. So you pander to me, I'll vote for you. <laughs> um, JR. Uh, probably my best story, the story I like best was uh, issue Superior Issues 17 through 19, uh, which I believe those are the issues, considering I got the cover issue wrong, but this is the, uh, the Spidey 2099 story. Um, I just I just thought it was a solid story, and, and I'm, I'm a sucker for a time travel story, uh, mm-hmm. you know, with Spidey 29 coming back, and then, you know, Tyler Stone is the grandfather of... Uh, uh, or not, it's not Tyler Stone. Tyler Stone's the father, isn't he? Uh, or the, I'm getting my stones mixed up. Anyway, uh, <laughs> anyway, one's the grandfather of the other. Uh, you know, uh, Al- Alchem X is actually, a, which we, it was the evil corporation in uh, Spidey 2099, is a conglomeration of, of uh, Allen Chemical, Oscorp, and then Max Modell's company. And I just, I just thought that was just real, a really neat. Uh, uh, you know, because like 20 some years ago when Spidey 29 was created, uh, obviously, you know, that wasn't even considered. And I, I just really like the way that, uh, I'm going to assume SWAT just kind of made that fit into the, the continuity. Um, so I, yeah, you know, that, I, I kind of like that story. That was my favorite. Uh, Don? Um, Ultimate Spider-Man No More. Uh, I thought it was a great way to move this. I was I was very wary going into it, like like why did they do a time skip? But they totally justified it. And uh, like I think uh, Kevin or Josh said earlier, 
the like Miles coaxing back in the costume felt natural. It didn't feel like they were kind of putting it off for stupid reasons, and like it was very well written. Kevin, uh, I too have to go with Ultimate Spider-Man No More. Um, very, very uh, solid story all around, and it had so many moving parts that all worked so well. You had uh, you know him dealing with his mother's death a year later and getting back into the costume. You had the introduction of Ultimate Cloak and Dagger, which I'd never give a crap about, real, you know, regular Cloak and Dagger, but I really liked these Ultimate characters. You had the return of Bombshell as a hero. You have Spider-Woman taking a, a larger role in it. You even have the wrap-up on uh, going after Roxanne, which is something that's been bubbling in Ultimate Spider-Man since you know early in the Peter Parker days. And it just all came together so well to the point that at the end of it, Spider-Man basically has a team, and I love all these characters, and I'm invested in all of them. And just, oh... Perfect. Yeah. Um, and Brad? Uh, I'm going to call it the origin of the superior foes. Probably issue one to seven specifically, the origin. <laughs> probably of, every issue of the series. <laughs> every issue. Well, it's not that, it hasn't been going that long, but I love Tombstone's daughter, how she's the Beatle. I specifically, that's my favorite of the seven. Uh, but uh, just the origin, Kevin summed it up better than I can. Taking characters that we really don't care about and making us laugh and enjoy the book every single month and that story of them forming and what their mission is, is hilarious. So that's my favorite story of the year. All right, well, my pick, um, I already covered this a little bit, but for me it is the uh, Superior Foes number seven, the origin of uh, the new Beatle. Um, can't add anything to what has already been said. The listener's pick, uh, well, I think a lot of the listeners are probably like Brad and hoping for a new title starring Miguel O'Hara because the, the storyline they loved the most was the 2099 story from Superior Spider-Man. Um, that was far and away the most popular choice by the end. Uh, and we are on the last category. Can you believe it? So, so it is the best series. Uh, a series is only as good as everything about it. Um, <laughs> let's, let's, let's start with. Uh, um, let's start with Kevin. All right. Uh, I, for best series, I have to go with Superior Foes of Spider-Man. And, you know, it's only a... It, it has had the least issues of any series in the Spider-Man family this year. And yet, for my money, it, it managed to be the best in just seven issues. Um, it's for all the reasons that I said about Nick Spencer when I gave him Best Writer. Uh, but also, this time, I get to recognize Steve Lieber as well, um, who just does an incredible job on the art on this series. He gives it a very gritty feel, um, you know, there's a lot of times when you go into any location and the na- the narration just says it's someplace awful. And, you know, we, we really get that from the way Steve Lieber draws the stuff and these people. And he puts so many touches uh, into the art just all over the place. You see, like, little arrows pointing to something small and showing you what that is, and, you know, little imagination bubbles and whatnot. And there's just so much to this art um, that makes it, uh, you know, the art does every bit as much as the writing does to make the book uh, funny and rich and just great. And, and I'm loving this series. Okay. Um, why don't we go to JR? That's serious. I have to go not applicable on this one because I would only have have one to choose from and uh, I don't don't like to to grant an award by virtue of it being the only one in the running. What what have you got to do to get Jared to read Superior Foes? I mean, I wish you would. Send him the issue every month. (laughs) Send him the issue free every month. (laughs) I love it. Yeah. Um, All right. Fair enough. Josh? Okay, uh, favorite series, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah, I just have to get back on Skype. Uh, Ultimate Spider-Man, everything that I said about it for best story and best issue. Uh, unfortunately, I don't have anything original to say about what made me enjoy the series. <laughs> okay, well, I mean, we've, at this point, we've pretty much covered a lot of the stuff we like. Um, instead. Yeah, that, that actually happened last year. So, I know, but she's still dead, so he still loves it. Oh, so her just absence it makes the heart grow fonder. Um, 
Uh, done. Ultimate Spider-Man. Uh, uh, the Miles and Morales variety. It's just, it continues, it's, it's insanely consistently good. Um, the character of Miles, as I said before, is compelling. The stories are original and interesting. You know, there's some, there's, I don't want to say the rehash, but there's some reiterations of the Peter Parker thing. But, uh, it kind of makes, it's, it's more of a Spider-Man thing than it is, you know, a Peter Parker thing, in that, like, you see how Miles' life is kind of screwed up. You see the similarities, you see the differences, you see the interest. And it just shows a lot of goodwill towards telling new stories that Bennett has, you know, when he chose to kind of go this route. That's kind of why I was really upset when people decided to call this, you know, a, a bad thing when this first announced that they were going to do this Miles Morales thing. Because, like, the, implica- the implication is that, like, well, a black character is Spider-Man. Can we, can we really follow that? And that's kind of like, what exactly was, is that, does that say if readers like me or, you know, thousands of other black kids who read Spider-Man, like, that, that we can't invest in a white character. So to kind of, not to get too political about it, but, like, I think this series is an excellent affirmation towards the possibilities that the comic book, or at least Marvel Comics, can do when they kind of tell stories like this, even if it is an alternate reality. So uh, I think this has been a highly successful series, and I am giving it the Crawley for best series. All right, and Brad... Uh, I'm re- I'm agreeing with Don, Ultimate Spider-Man, but it was a tie. I, I I mean, when it came down for me to to pick one or the other, it was either this or Superior Foes. And when it comes down to it, I I like Spider-Man more than I like his villains. Hmm. And I think both are really well written stories. But in the bottom line, I want to read about Spider-Man. And Miles is Spider-Man. He's 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 a good. Uh, second Spider-Man, if you will, uh, and I, I just think he's been put through almost, if almost, I don't know, if not more. He lost his mom uh, this year, and I, the turmoil that you feel with this main character is just uh, incredible. And Bendis did a great job. Uh, Lieber uh, does a great job with the villains, uh, and it's a humor book, but you don't you don't have the uh, at least I don't have the pull or the uh, attraction of following a Spider-Man, and Miles is a Spider-Man, so I don't think I explained it that well, but the ultimate Spider-Man is who I pick for best series. Cool. Well, my pick is the the superior foes of Spider-Man. Um, I, I, obviously, I, I like Spider-Man better than I like Boomerang as a, as a general principle, <laughs> right. but I like the writing and the art of... Uh, Working together, this is why I couldn't, I couldn't bring myself to pick Steve Lieber on his own, over, pick him over Stegman for just art on his own. But in terms of the synergy, which is really what the best series category is all about, there, there's just nothing of higher quality, maybe in all of Marvel to me. I, I really, really loved it. Um, so, and I would, never would have dreamed that it was going to be my favorite series. Um, Probably the award for the Chris was raw award for the year was that uh, I said like uh, silly comic your your best character is Shocker uh, which, which was wrong because first of all Shocker is not the best character and, and second of all um, is just really good all around and I would have never give, even given it a chance I think if it wasn't for Kevin's reviews and the Spider Satellite segments so thank you for persuading me to to pick that up. Um, and who persuaded Kevin to pick it up? It was Brad. Brad asked me to There you Brad. go. That's the only well, 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 Brad, thank you, too. Um, thank, you for having this, thank you for having this site that expands our Spider-Man horizons. Um, so before we get to the listeners' pick for best series, I, I, I want to take a moment to acknowledge that some, there are some Spider-Man titles that couldn't be here today. And so this is spider this, this this is Spider Satellites in Memoriam. Um, and, and here to help me honor these uh, departed titles is Amy Chen, the little girl from Superior Spider-Man number eight. Oh, uh, hello, Chris. Um, all right, Amy, uh, tell us about some of the series that were canceled this year. Venom, 2011 to 2013. Uh, the Venom series lasted a really long time 42 issues. It was, 42 is a grandpa age. And it was really, it was really scary 
because Venom had to go to fight demons in Pennsylvania. <laughs> and, and Pennsylvania is where Dracula lives. Um, the Scarlet Spider, 2012 to 2013. Scarlet Spider was really scary because it had a bad guy named the Arranger and he, he sounds like he makes you clean your room. Um, <laughs> Morbius, 2013 to 2013. <laughs> I, I didn't read Morbius because I heard it was too scary. Um, my my mom... My mommy told me that when an alternate comic Spider-Man gets canceled, an angel gives it a new volume. <laughs> and, and I had an avenging Spider-Man that I thought was canceled, but he was just being silly. Uh, he's called Superior Spider-Man Team Up now, and he's much happier. Thank you. <laughs> well, well, thank you, Amy. Um, time for the grand announcement. Our listeners pick for... Superior foes. I mean, best series. <laughs> Crap. Uh, oh man, I watched the delivery on that one, didn't I? Um, so obviously, the listeners chose uh, Superior Spider-Man team up. No, they didn't. It, um, they picked uh, the Superior Foes of Spider-Man, um, and I, I happen to think that that is a, a fine choice. Everyone. Well done, um, so yeah, that's that's all I got. Back to you, Brad. Superior Team Up was not nominated once out of anybody, right? No. Um, <laughs> I mean, it, it, not not by us, and it didn't. It definitely didn't win the listeners' poll. But um, Did, Chris, the, some odd, were, were there some odd votes or some odd explanations that were sent in to you through the email? Um. Let me let me look at my notes on this. I mean, like there was the the Aunt May was the best villain or one of the best villains because like she was mean to uh, Anna Maria. Or like, <laughs> yeah. Like let's see. Let's so. I mean, there was a. Uh, so for best lead character, one person chose uh, gave a vote. Remember, everybody um, voted for three. So when I say a vote, I mean it was one of their three. One of them said the wizard for uh, from Superior Carnage. Um, yeah. One of them said Miguel O'Hara. Um, see, for best supporting character, um, you know, we, you got there was actually a split um, between Genki from Ultimate Spider-Man and Arasali from um, Scarlet Spider that uh, mm-hmm. kind of allowed Anna Maria to take the lead. And um, mm, see, nobody just off the wall like Peter Porker didn't get anything right. No, no one did Peter Porker. I, I didn't even like write down the ones that I thought were just clearly ineligible. So yeah, um, the, the surprise was just how many people, how many different covers people chose. There's like just just a ton. Um, yeah, if there are yeah. more of those than there are of anything else, when you count variants and everything. Yeah, yeah well, I was I was even looking at the variants possibly for voting for one of them. Yeah, oh yeah, choice. yeah. No people people chose variants. Um, some some. Uh, that there was a points awarded to the uh, saga of um, uh, Superior Spider-Man being a jerk to his fellow Avengers, and, uh, you know, which would include the the uh, e- eating the, that snack snack or snack gate, oh, if you yeah. will. Um, that was the only thing he did in Avengers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah he taught, I want some kids how to be jerks. Yeah. Um, well, one thing I did promise. Uh, promised the panel in the uh, discussion thread is that we would have a chance to uh, create some um, some creative and or funny, if you want, categories. So would anybody like to just jump in with those? Did you have any? I didn't, I didn't really make one. That's Does okay. anybody have one? I, 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 made, I made one. Um, I only made one because I didn't know how many everyone else was going to do, and I didn't want to flood the show. But um, the most obvious, this is clearly Dr. Octopus in disguise moment of the year. Um, and for that, I pick, um, and this should come as a surprise to no one, Otto leading the Sinister Six while he has okay. tentacles. <laughs> um, awesome. You know, it occurred yeah, to me that there could actually be a, uh, a category for best bull riding of the year between Scarlet Spider number 12 and Scarlet <laughs> Spider number 5. 
Well, well, the best, the best bull ride is in a con- uh, is in a is in a contest. It's really. mantle, baby. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, so 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 the award for the funniest newspaper headline in the background goes to Ultimate Comic Spider Man, and the headline was "Traffic, You're Part of It." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyone else got any? I think I had one, but I, I had forgotten it, so I might come back to this with it well, after we start recording. <laughs> yeah, yeah, after, yeah, like he, okay. Um, it's, next, <laughs> for 2015. All right. All right, if, if no one else does, uh, we'll wrap this up. The, the awesome award for awesomeness, and this is not just uh, a makeup category that I, I, I pulled out of nowhere. This, this is a real official crawly, and it counts. Uh, the awesome award for awesomeness <laughs> goes to goes to Brad Douglas for uh, hosting this website, this this show, bringing us all together, and um, giving me the opportunity to do this show, which I thought was very fun. So um, I think that thus concludes the Crawleys. I want to publicly congratulate or thank you for putting the effort that you did into that. I, I'm glad that we're going to make this. We are making it a yearly event now, aren't we? Heck yeah. Sure. I mean, if you got, as long as I, I'm allowed to, I mean, I'll do it. Dude, you got a green light until you're done. I mean, uh, I mean it's awesome. You did a really, really good job. Thank you for all the prep you did for that, man. Counting all the numbers and votes and stuff like that. Cheers. My so, pleasure. Che- cheers to you. 